The word that's translated as impermanence is anicca. And um, nicca means constant, and anicca means not constant. Or, and sometimes if we translate the word, the word as impermanence in English, some people think it implies that things come to an end. And we have to, part of practice, realizing everything is impermanent means we have to somehow be, come to terms with the fact that sooner sooner or later everything will end. Well, that might be true, but um, the uh, inconstancy that Nietzsche is pointing to uh, at the heart of kind of practice, vipassana practice, is uh, inconstancy, meaning that uh, things are coming and going. In, uh, there's an incon- they're not constant, but they arise and they pass. Then they rise and they pass. So like, for example, the sun, in terms of the sun being in our sky, from our point of view, is inconstant. It's there during the day and then it disappears. It comes back, it's there and it disappears. The um, meals at Spirit Rock are inconstant. They're not impermanent. They don't. They'll, they'll keep feeding us, but they appear and then they disappear. Then they appear again. Your breathing is an inconstant phenomenon. That uh, the in, in breath arises and passes. The, the exhale arises and passes. It comes and goes. Your thoughts are inconstant. You have a thought. Some of you will have a thought. Disappears. And then you'll have the same one again. It comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. And um, uh, emotions are inconstant. They come, they arise, and they go. And it's been said that uh, emotions are much shorter in duration than most people give them credit for. Uh, just if you leave them alone, they're quite short. But um, we usually don't leave them alone. Uh, we, uh, we're kind of feeding them, we re-trigger them, we reinforce them. It's like a wheel, that, you know, like you're pushing a wheel across the, or push, kicking a ball across the floor and it begins to run out of momentum and you kick it again, again. But, uh, so emotions are, have a, in and of themselves, have a certain inconstancy to them. And even if you really pay careful attention, even if they are kind of being perpetuated and reappearing, um, they, they actually, in, in a moment-to-moment experience, there's this kind of flashing in and out of existence. Pain flashes in and out of existence. And if you're really, really attentive, the idea that it's solid, the pain, will begin to shift until you see the inconstancy of it, the flashing in and out of existence that, uh, that, that they are. And the possibility of really getting into the inconstancy of experience, to really tune into it, um, is to tune into the foundation, uh, the building blocks upon which we conceive, construct uh, the worlds that we live in. Uh, and, uh, and so by getting down into that foundational level, we're getting down to the roots, where it all begins in a certain way, which is a place that's possible to do transformation. The world of impermanence or inconstancy is kind of a doorway, gateway to all kinds of understandings. It's a doorway to understanding conditionality, 
in a deep way. Impermanence is not random or chaotic. It follows certain patterns and laws and can understand, you know, because their things are impermanent, things can be in con- uh, be conditional or conditioned or de- independent relationship to other things. Uh, impermanence is a, a gateway to deeper concentration. It's a gateway to deeper letting go, to an emptying the ma- of the mind. It's a gateway to understand the, the certain kind of emptiness of phenomena in the world and how things are, how they're empty in a certain way. Uh, so it kind of a, ga- a phenomenal gateway. So to d- dive deep in, relax, and feeling constancy of it is quite quite a, a significant thing. And um, so to do a little uh, in constancy exercise, you might close your eyes again. And as you're sitting here, there might be some experiences that feel constant, at least for now. But there will also be experiences which are clearly inconstant. A sound arises, it's there for a moment or two, and at some point it goes away. The sound of my voice comes and goes. There might be sensations in your body that you weren't planning to have. Suddenly there's an itch or a little twinge or something, and it comes and maybe it goes. Certain thoughts might arise and pass. As you're sitting here, notice what experiences you have that effortlessly are appearing and disappearing. Effortlessly means you, 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 there was no effort on your part Maybe even it's a bit of a surprise. Sometimes you can be aware of the arising of something. It persists. And maybe you don't see the passing of it, but at some point you're aware that it's no longer there. And the experience of things is also inconstant. We can be aware of something that's happening and then something different happens that takes our attention away from the first one. And so the first one has gone from experience. Sensations come and go, 
And how we ex- our experiencing of it also comes and goes. And if you relax your effort, what arises and disappears, what comes and goes effortlessly. Almost as if you're not looking to see things come and go. You just have your awareness awake and present in a relaxed way. Without looking for it, you do notice that there are things that appear, disappear, arise, stop, cease. What in your experience is inconstant? And what is it like for you to be aware of this inconstancy? What in your experience is inconstant? And what's it like for you to be aware of it? What in your experience is inconstant? And what happens to you as you watch that, as you're aware of that?
Relaxing the thinking muscle, softening the mind so that the inconstancy of experience can float through. You don't have to try too hard. Sooner or later, you'll notice that some things have passed and some things have arisen. My voice. And then you can take a few deep breaths to bring this meditation to an end. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. In this focus on inconstancy of experience, it's sometimes said that what we begin tuning into and what the, what the mind kind of begins to kind of rest in is the process of experience, not the content of it. So most obviously that's with thoughts. To watch a thought appear and disappear um, without any concern of what the thought is about. To watch an emotion appear and fade away perhaps, with no concern about what it means to have the emotion or what you should do with it or anything, just, just the process of it coming and going. And um, it, it can be quite relaxing and freeing, kind of a relief to know that you don't have to take in all the details or really understand exactly what it is. If you're able to kind of just kind of take in this, the, process of coming and going, a phenomena. Often our ideas, our thoughts, our stories, our, our reactions to things are what give them a sense of semblance. It's kind of like they, um, uh, you know, we're in a stream or, or we're wa watching a stream go by on the riverbank and it's kind of nice to watch it come and go. And some people get very relaxed under the oak tree looking at the river go by. And then they get, you know, kind of interested in it and they take a bucket and they scoop up a bucket of water and they go back to the village and say, look, the river. There's not a river in the bucket, it's just water then. And so the, f the flow of the river has stopped in that bucket. You know, so, uh, or, uh, uh, when we do a lot of selfing, me, myself, and mine, it's kind of like uh, uh, wind, wind drag. I want to find self to someone. So what is self? 
wind drag. It could slows things down. It kind of kind of makes things like pulling a bucket out of the water out of the out of the river and they look I've made the river really special. So there's things that slow things down, interrupt the impermanence, step out of the river a bit. But to be able to kind of just see what's happening, it's arising and passing. And then to start becoming aware of, in doing so, what is our relationship to that? Or how are we in tuning into that? Is it challenging? Is it frightening? Is it uh, boring? Is it uninteresting? Is it fascinating? Is it something to rest in? How are we with it? Do we get calmer as we do it? Do we get more activated? How is it for us as we tune in to, uh, to the inconstancy of things? And um, <clears throat> so uh, sometimes on the, I think you guys know, but the APP, we do these uh, kind of little exercises this time of day. And, um, you know, it's nice sometimes to do these exercises in a way that feels like it continues the meditation. It's possible to do paired exercises that actually get you uh, concentrated, supports you in becoming concentrated rather than being more discursive. And it's with a hope that we can do that today that I'd like to do this next exercise. And um, so if you could, as silently as you can, find another person to sit with, kind of facing them. It's not an intensely interpersonal thing, so just, you know, politely in their their direction. And if you have trouble finding someone near you, you can raise your hand really high and, and look for other hands that are high. So there's one person in the front who's raising their hand. Does anybody else need a partner? Here. So this is a, going to be a repeating question exercise, meaning one of you will ask the question and the other of you will answer it. And maybe the most important part is what happens next. The person who asks the questions will say thank you. And then the person who asks the question will ask it again. Response, thank you, ask again. So the same person's asking the same question repeatedly in a relaxed, ongoing way. And for the, for, if you have never done this before, I'd like to say that the, for being the person answering the question, that hearing the same question over and over again, the, the usual answers, the obvious answers kind of are not available anymore. And somehow the mind begins stretching or opening to new possibilities or surprising answers will come up that you couldn't have thought of before. Uh, but you know, just you see what happens once you do it, and um, and the question uh, uh, is based on what I was saying in the end of that little sitting exercise, 
what is it that's inconstant in your experience right now? And what's it like for you to experience that? How is it for you to experience that inconstancy? So their question for the questioner is simply, what's it like right now to experience inconstancy? When you hear that question, take a moment or some moments, take your time to notice what in your experience is inconstant in this moment. And then, um, and then answer the question, what's it like? How is it for you to experience that inconstancy? There's no, shouldn't be a hurry in this exercise. Do take it calm and relaxed way, take it in, listen, feel, experience what's inconstant, and then see what that's like, and then tell your partner that's how it is. When you finish saying how it is, that your partner can say thank you, then say thank you and ask you the question again. And they'll go on for some minutes, and then at some point we'll, we'll switch. And, um, and I think that um, maybe whoever has the longest here can be the questioner. So the question is, uh, what's it like to experience inconstancy right now? And then the person getting the question takes the time to discover what's inconstant, feel what's inconstant, and then when they have a sense of what it's like, to calmly report back, this is how it's like. Okay, you can start.
So you can uh, thank your partners, finish up, and then there'll be a chance to debrief with your partner afterwards, but if you could sit silently for a minute and just kind of check in with yourself. Breathe with how you are. You might want to breathe and kind of empty a little bit. Let go, if you'd like, so you're fresh for when when you're ready to change. So then you can switch.
So you can again bring your car, bring your exercise to a close and then sit quietly, maybe with your eyes closed. Checking in with yourself. Maybe taking a few long, deep breaths, and as you exhale, maybe relaxing or letting go a little bit. And then while you're still sitting with your eyes closed, reflect for a few moments. Reflect for a few moments on What did, what did you learn from doing that exercise that was beneficial for you? Is any useful lessons for you or understandings or wisdoms, perspectives? That can come from that exercise. And then you can open your eyes and we'll take about three minutes. If you could uh, briefly share with your partner what, if you had any understandings that what was beneficial about exercise or some beneficial understanding or relationship to inconstancy from this. And see if you can make what you say really short and then you could say more after your partner has finished their things. Go back and forth a little bit in these two, three minutes. But this is a little part of the art of doing this. Stay in touch with your partner. Be aware that the person has been on retreat for two days now. And so don't get so lost in explaining what you're doing, what you have, your point of view. 
that you kind of forget that this person has been, you know, sitting quietly and then you kind of try, try to be in, har- in harmony with how we've been here today. So please go ahead and share a little bit what the learning lesson was for you. So begin to bring your conversation to a close. If one of you hasn't had a chance to speak much, let the other person have it, that person have a chance. So then you can come back to your usual place where you sit.
So while you were speaking, I was listening. And it was uh, some of the experiences I had listening. I couldn't hear any of the words, but I, you know, I heard this, what it felt, felt to me like um, an ocean of sound rippling through. And, it, and if I rested in that sound, in the ocean, it was kind of relaxing, very pleasant, very comforting to hear you all speaking this, you know, this way. But then sometimes I would start thinking about what I was hearing. And sometimes my person who's responsible here hat came on. <laughs> and I was wondering, I, I, think, I wonder if, you know, I wonder how maybe all the sound is difficult for some of you and maybe we should be qu- even quieter or these kinds of thoughts, right? When I had those kinds of thoughts, I kind of surfaced out of the, out of the ocean. I could really feel, I could feel almost like I was lifted out and away from it. And those thoughts, and I, in those th- thinking about the sound that way, those thoughts had a kind of constancy. Things got coagulated or contracted, or the idea of the sound in the room became a thing in my mind that the thing didn't seem to change. It was like my idea the sound. So as I started thinking that, thinking about it that way, it was like I wasn't in touch with the changing nature of all that sound. And then I would notice that, and then I would dip back into the ocean and just stay here and kind of feel the sounds coming and going and very nice. And then I could watch myself surf, surface again. as so Some other thoughts about the sound came in and, and that would happen and then I would come back. And so it was, very, it was kind of cool to watch. But this idea that, you know, our thinking mind, we think about things, it's that often it's a thinking about them. We get concepts, stories, ideas, that many times the place where a sense of constancy or permanence is born. And uh, if we're not in our ideas, things are much more changing all the time than we would ever could ever conceive of. (laughs) So, inconstancy. So now we have about 15 minutes to sit again before going to supper. We'll sit quietly.
in the present moment is where the flowing river of experience is found. Start thinking about the past. You've dipped a bucket into the river and carried it away. Start thinking about the future. You've taken a bucket that's maybe empty and carried it away. Think about fantasy. There's no bucket, no water. (laughs) You've just carried yourself away. flow of change, the river of change. What you'll see in a few days that this idea of the river, the river of change that we can flow in, it's a very significant metaphor in this tradition. And for you to begin to trust the river of change. And for the time being, don't give so much heed and so much focus on all the stories and commentary and ideas and we have about things. Don't lift yourself up out of the river onto the shore and walk away. See if you can find a loving way, peaceful way, enjoyable way to be inspired, to stay close by, close in the river. Stay in the experience of the moment, the place where you can experience how things come and go, they flow and they change appear and disappear, unfold, evolve, move. Letting the river of life be where you abide for now. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.